It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. On a beautiful Sunday afternoon, we're here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road enjoying the day and uh, talking to you when you come by and visit with us. 1604 and Bull Road, or you can call us. We had lots of calls yesterday, lots of great questions. Encourage you to call today at 210-308-8867. Trace left us. He just walked out. <laughs> Yeah. He stayed here for a long time. Yeah, I was hoping he'd stay, and we'd just kind of start the show with him. I wonder if he can hear me. Trace, come back to the porch. Come back to the porch, Trace. I wanted to, I wanted to get this out of the way before Uh-oh. we get a call. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> I got a package this week, last, well, last week, I guess now, from Johnson City Joe. Who? <laughs> and he said a bunch of... Uh, sun chokes or Jerusalem artichokes. Oh boy! And what amazed me about it was, he spent seven dollars and fifty cents to mail it. It could have been gas prices. It could have been cheaper to drive. <laughs> plus, plus the packaging. I imagine he dropped a ten dollar bill to get those to us. And so, uh, we're, and we're, we're the, pretty frugal, so that impresses us a great deal. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, he's they're already treated and everything else. So he he uh, we were going to split them among us ourselves, but I decided to uh, keep them to spring. Oh, oh, keep them to spring because they're already treated. They're in a package. And so, uh, when should you plant them? Uh, in uh, March or April. Oh, okay. And y'all, y'all have to remember to remind me. Can you put that on your mobile phone, Milton? To okay. Hang on. Next March, <laughs> for Parsons to bring the, the sun chokes. <laughs> let's, let's see if I can do that. Uh, yeah, that's a long ways away. Remind me on March 1st to tell Jerry to give us our sunchokes. <laughs> did it work? <laughs> All right, yeah, it did. All right. Anyway, we appreciate uh, Johnson City Joe uh, sending those to us. And I'm playing around with the idea, now that I've got his return address, to send him some Bush Morning Glory seeds. Oh, I know. Which uh, he can plant next spring, and uh, I'll I'll send him the white, the the white one. I think he said he has the pink one. Yeah, I think he had the pink one. Pink. He didn't have the white. He wanted the white. But depending on where he got that pink, Bushmore and Glory, yeah, uh, he may not have. Uh, 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 <laughs> A squirt. Oh, the the dwarfer one, the smaller one, a couple of feet smaller. I wonder if that's the one I have. I bet that's the one that, that you gave me. 
No, I imagine you just stunting it, Mister. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know if I gave it to you. It's probably squirt. Okay. You know, uh, it's about the, the, four feet, four and a half feet tall. And yeah, yeah. The standard one. Yeah. Uh, we named Daily BM. I remember that. Daily Bush Morning Glory. So this one came along, and if you if you would ra- rather not have the Daily BM, you should have a little squirt. Oh. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Anyway, uh, he also asked a question. Oh, ask question. Yay, Joe, and his question <laughs> said I brought two Charles Grimaldi Bergmantias when they were on sale about three weeks ago at Millburgers. I, I don't know if we sold out of those or not. Uh, they, they've kind of disappeared. They were up front there. I brought, the, I brought them without buds or flowers because this is the way I prefer to plant when I can. You know, that's, that's showing his age. The yeah. old-timers. That's an old-timer deal. Oh, okay. But it's right. I mean, it's, it's a good way to do it. Um, I have them in filtered light with some direct sunlight. That's good. Uh, they are still in their containers. Neither one has put on any buds. Uh, the same for my big yellow Bergmansia, which blooms every fall. I've not fertilized the Charles Grimaldi plants. And the question is, should I fertilize them or just give them a good spanking? Oh, man, Joe. My grandfather used to spank his fruit trees. Well, you've talked about that, I think, yeah. with something else. Yeah. You? He said this encourages them to bloom better. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he remembers well what his grandfather was doing, because what, that, what the old-timers used to do, especially if the, if the fruit tree wouldn't, wouldn't bloom and have fruit, is that they would whip it with a chain or something? Yeah, you've talked about that at before. The, at, uh, on the trunk, on the trunk, right toward the ground. And what that would do was uh, basically girdle the plant where it couldn't. It, it would bruise the wood. Yeah. And uh, actually uh, impede the flow of nutrients up to the tree. So. The tree wouldn't grow rapidly. Uh, it would go into a, a vegeta- uh, a productive stage. And that's what the old timers used to believe all, all over the place. All right. So Joe's going <laughs> to. He, 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 uh, don't give your Bogmatsi a uh, spanking, please. Don't. Because it doesn't have a vascular system oh. like a fruit tree does. Okay. Okay. That's the way some some good pro- practices get out of control. <laughs> uh, but as far as your Charles Grimaldi uh, play, you got a good one because uh, that's a blooming uh, 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 it's a blooming uh, uh, bloom uh, Bergmansia that that exists. Uh, we never have found one that I bloom it. And so uh, 
it might not. Uh, if he, I assume he's well, they're still in the containers. Uh, so I, th- I think if if they're still in the containers and you could move them in, uh, go ahead and uh, and do that. Move move. Uh, don't plant them until the next spring. Because, uh, but fertilize them in the containers with a water-soluble fertilizer, like uh, miracle Grow or 20-20-20 fertilizer. And uh, you can do that every, every time you water them, put some of that fertilizer in there. Uh, that'll that'll keep them keep them going real real well. Okay. But I doubt if they'll bloom this year. And what is that? Just one page from Joe? Yeah, that's the shortest email you've ever gotten. From Joe. I know it. I don't. Maybe he's sick. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. <laughs> but uh, and and when you do plant them next year, plant them in um, in uh, in your filtered light with uh, uh, the the sh- They need to be in the shade in Texas. Okay. Now, and when you look at them in the catalogs and everything, they say they can take full sun. But I don't think that's Texas full sun. Yeah. So uh, they, they do wonderfully with morning sun, afternoon shade. And uh, what are those? They do better. Just before he leaves. I was curious. And so they almost... <laughs> Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. They're burnt orange. Yeah. That's why I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, Charles, <laughs> but it, it, full it, shade. Anyway, uh, uh, don't don't plant them in full sun. Okay. But uh, Charles Grimaldi is a good, uh, great Brugmansia, and they had, they had a white double for sale for a long period of time, and then they had a a white signal, and uh, all the Bermansias or angel trumpets, well, people, most people call them, are uh, are blue, uh, are fragrant at at night, beginning late in the evening around six o'clock. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's Central Pine time <laughs> or, but anyway, when the sun, when the sun starts going down. They get fragrant okay. and are fragrant through morning, some morning hours. But during the hot of the day, they're not very fragrant. It sounds nice. But anyway, people used to plant them at, uh, I guess, uh, at the uh, w- window that uh, faced uh, southwest. Right, so that the south wind would blow the Yeah, fragrance. right. That sounds nice, yeah. The fragrance into the house. Uh, that's back in the old days when we could have the windows up. You know, people had windows up and screens and things like that. But anyway, Joe, we appreciate you sending those sun jokes. Yeah, or, uh, I got the reminder in my phone, so we'll you see good we'll, man. We'll see what happens. That's better than having it in my brain. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he says he he's uh, uh, dusted them with garden sulfur. And uh, and he says the last time I planted them, I believe I planted them at the same time I planted potatoes, which would be uh, yeah, I think he said that March, yeah. April, March, 
Well, in the hill country, yeah, March. Uh, okay. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to get Joe's question answered. I forgot it yesterday. And thank you, Joe, for the nice gift. Yeah. I, I'm going to see if I can find that lady's <laughs> address that called oh, in yeah. and started oh, this to. whole thing. No, oh, maybe she'll call in today. Yeah. Oh, right. I think I emailed it to you. Somewhere. Yeah, right. You think you got all your emails? Somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Uh, Kevin's talking to somebody about a butterfly card. Oh, okay. He's getting serious. He's getting excited about that butterfly card. Um, I got. Uh, I want to announce that uh, the uh, the blue the blue bonnet the red white and blue blue bonnets will be here not this coming week. But I think the week after, I, I talked to the grower this week, and uh, he said he could push them and get them out uh, this coming week, but uh, that would be a better plan and look better if we give them another week. So now we're looking at week after next. What are we talking about? Oh, hang on. Uh, uh, red, white, and blue, blue bonnets. I'm going to have ladybird uh, in six packs this week. Okay, super uh, six packs. Well, I had that. I had that option, oh. but I chose the smaller one. Okay, so the smaller six pack. Yeah. Oh, the peapot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, yes, that's the first time I've actually seen them in a super six. Uh, but I just opted to go the the lesser right. expensive route. Yeah, more people could plant more. Yep. And they're they're pretty versatile. They're in peat pots, right? Yep. And there was one flat of that Aggie color. Um, I don't know if I'm going to red. Get it. I yeah, or, I red or, maroon. I ordered it. That doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Okay. Oh, I wish that guy was still here. We were trying to find out what that burnt orange plant was. <laughs> Looked like it had pom pom blooms on well, it, kind of. I don't understand why you guys are looking for a flower that burnt orange. You got those big fat pumpkins over there. That that's day. true. <laughs> That are your color, you know. And uh, probably you got some chrysanthemums pretty close to that color. Well, there's a mum shortage. Last year the shortage was in pansies. Uh, this <laughs> year the mom shortage, shortage is in mums. Oh, no. That's no good. <laughs> so, Trace, what's going on? What's going on here at the nursery? Well, the most interesting thing that I've already talked about, we're going to have some blue bonnets. Yeah. Week. That's coming in this week. Yep. Hopefully, yeah. And then should have some more baby pumpkins in this week. Oh, oh there it is. There's the guy. It's kind of burnt orange. Yeah, what, right. what is that? Oh, I'm sorry, Trace. You can't turn around. <laughs> he sucks. The other side. There he goes. Did we sell those as a plant of the weekend one time? I don't think so. Oh, what is that? That's it's an Exora. Oh, okay. We've had it quite often, though. So that's a tropical, so uh-huh. it's always going to be done in a pot. And, yes, it is a brilliant orange. It's very pretty. Uh, almost a UT. Yeah, it's a deep orange. And um, But it's always got to be grown in a pot, moved in and out for cold, probably unhappy around 40 degrees. So Yeah. Okay. It's a true tropical. But, you know, I look for things that are that kind. I know. We, it, we thank you for that. <laughs> Some of us do. You notice there's no no burnt orange cyclamen? 
Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. It, They're be, working on it's it. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I, I've asked those Colorado Aggies to start looking into it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so any uh, anything new in the uh, uh, winter veggies? Uh, sa- the same stuff. Uh, okay. Swiss chard. I, I, I hope to get strawberries this week, but Ooh, uh, wow. I'm not going to hold my breath because the okay. last two times I've ordered them, they didn't ship them. <laughs> okay. I've still got strawberries in one of my those half whiskey yeah. barrels that I had bought for for that. They really, uh, I, I was bragging on the the ones that we had the year before, mm-hmm. but these did very well too. Were productive and they, the foliage really was yeah. nice. We so. did get our bearded iris in, so mm. if people are interested in uh, in the the fall bulbs. Uh, let's see, is bearded iris, garlic. So if you want to oh. grow garlic, you need to buy it now, plant it when it's cold, because garlic does require some some chill to be able well, to multiply. If we're going through the list, how about what's our situation? Any milkweed or porterweed or no porter? Mister, there's Mister milkweed flower. somewhere behind me. Yeah. I can't turn around because we already determined that I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, and then I've got the the tropical one. And I think a few coming this week. Oh, good. Yeah, that'll um, be good. Because the monarch are, monarchs are moving. Around yeah, yeah. we just get a little rain. We could have a so bonanza. I, I personally always like uh, hyacinths and paper whites, forcing them inside. So those came in, and if you've never done that before, it's kind of fun. And, and if there's grandkids or kids involved, I, I always grow them in wine glasses and put mar- oh, that's cool put marbles in there so that you can see all the roots grow out of the bulb and uh, watch it bloom. And, and it's very fragrant inside. Yeah. Both, both of them. See Milton fall over in the wine glasses. <laughs> no, because the roots are stabilized, running around the marbles. Milton and I tried that with the wine glasses, but never got any farther than the Irish whiskey. Just, yeah, uh, we, <laughs> that was your shot glass. Yeah, that you were. Took a, yeah. anything that resembles that yeah, yeah. gets me on that direction. That's why they were falling over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. A, maybe it wasn't a plant. It was uh, the leaf. Plant an iris. Uh, take a shot. Plant an iris. Well, a lot, a lot of times they they get so top heavy they fall over. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, yeah, I figured that's where you're at. But yeah, I, I mean, my wife drinks a lot of wine, so our wine glasses are a little <laughs> bigger than most. Oh, okay. yeah, that's a cool idea. It'll look real decorative. <laughs> that uh, that's what what happens a lot of times with the uh, the bulb, the amaryllis bulbs that we talk about. Sure. You gonna get some of those in for Christmas? Uh, or I mean, before they're, Christmas? They're, they're ordered. Uh, Good. So we'll see what happens. That's that's always a, a wonderful and, and Christmas. Some of, yes. some of those. I, I remember uh, ordering some extra orange. Uh-huh. Oh, oh Lord! Yay! Thank you. How did you select your chonquil uh, and your daffodils? Did you get any of those that might naturalize? Uh, two two varieties that I believe naturalize. Oh, here. that's cool. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's good, because then you get the double bang for the... Ice Follies uh, and... Yeah, you're right. Like a yellow... I can't remember the yellow one's name, but... Uh, yeah, that'll work. Ice Follies have been around for a long time. Is it Trevelyan or... I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Did, but, uh, uh, what uh, Trey's talking about, you not only get that advantage of it being forced, you can plant it in your landscape, and they're not very fussy. They can go and have... Partial shade or yeah. almost full shade, and <laughs> keep coming back I, year after I some, year. I got some daffodils that I planted at my mother's house. I guess forty years ago, oh, Lord. give or take, 
And they were getting sun back then, and they'd come up and bloom. And I made the mistake of planting them in a line, uh, but they're still coming. Did it, where did you get the bubs from one of her friends? Uh, that was back when I first started with Wolf Nursery. Oh, okay. So way back then. <laughs> Forty years ago. Uh, did another you, good thing is that the deer won't eat them. Yeah. Did you say, I'm going to turn that woman loose on you, Kevin? Well, Remember so far, you wrote that so in far, the paper? I'm, <laughs> I'm with Trace, though. I've got some that are not not 40 years old, but uh, 20 years old. Yeah, that's uh, some pretty ones in Hollywood deer. Park that yeah. Florence Appleton showed me. And the deer, you know, you can see the deer trails right next to them. And so they, Did you say you got uh, paper whites? We do yeah. have paper whites, yes. Okay. Lots of paper whites. No, that's... <laughs> That doesn't, I don't know, well, I, I know that there are varieties of paper whites, so but uh, these I are, don't, These I are don't, for forcing. I don't, there, there's a lot of varieties. I don't think you, I don't think you have to really worry about them coming back. No, but. but They're most, everywhere. Most people force those uh, just like they would the hyacinth, so. Yeah. In the house? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. That's how most of them get out in the landscape. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Remember, we well, whenever we wrote, used to be writing about the 12 months of color for a while. Mm-hmm. That was always one that I would write about first. <laughs> I, I, I just uh, warn people, if they don't know about the penetrating the, the fragrance, fragrance okay. penny, penetrating yeah. fragrance. Yeah. Uh, is that a stinky smell? Is that what you're talking about? It's not stinky. You know, no, it, it's very perfumey. Actually, yeah, if it's out there and you're 15 feet away, it's uh, perfect. It's, it's right up there with stock. There oh, you go, yeah. No. Uh, Wash your it's mouth. Strong. It's stronger than stock. Stock is such a pretty no, good, yeah. nice Wow, thing. did I, you know that was going to be fighting words? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I noticed you got a, a good bunch of uh, Alyssa men. Yes. Which is now, now the time to plant it. And uh, it'll, it'll go through the winter and be, it'll be very fragrant. In fact, I always stop and smell the. You smell the flowers. Smell the flowers oh. there on that bench. <laughs> so one of these days, you can come up here with this yellow all over his nose. <laughs> yeah. That's especially true because his uh, sense of smell is long, long, long get, time ago. Got to get close. All right, hey, we need to take a quick break. Sorry, Trace. That's okay. Uh, uh, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment. 210-308-8867. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, if it's bugging you, Spider-Man, Warren Remy, at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you uh, make it stop bugging you and keep it from bugging you uh, by kind of taking a holistic approach to your uh, pest problem. If you've got rats or roaches or if you've got uh, fleas or whatever is bugging you, he's not only going to treat the problem uh, and get rid of it, but he's also going to look for what's causing it and advise you on either either, he'll, either he and his crew can take care of it or they'll advise you on what you should do. That's the kind of approach because the biggest complaint I hear about other uh, pest control companies is they treat, they're gone, and they have to come back and treat again. Well, um, 
you're going to know that Warren Remy is going to kind of go out there, take a look at the place as a whole, and uh, see what's happening. And the coolest example he gave was when they had the crazy ants, and they were <laughs> coming from three doors down. So they yeah. had to figure out what to do to fix those. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, but Spider-Man is at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. He's online. At GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Here, web of protection since 1976. Kevin, uh, yesterday you were answering a question when uh, Milton did that uh, commercial with Spider-Man. And we were talking about if you have rats that get in the attic, he traps them rather than poisons them. Isn't that what they did at your place? You remember you had that? Yeah, we we actually have an we, we, we can't we can't hear you. Oh, we actually have an on, <laughs> ongoing uh, rat uh, process, and they're and they're little they're little uh, oh, uh, distributing they distribute uh, the poison. Okay. Yeah. And, and, Outside, uh, right? And it's been a, and they and I get a little report every month, and this is the, the consistent with everywhere the number of rats. It's gone up because of the more activity at the houses. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, we had the grandkids and the, everybody <laughs> Well, there. you had them sitting out in the pool, didn't you? They were out in the lounge <laughs> chair just having a drink, having some of your scotch. <laughs> I think that was the end for them when they, when they dip it into your scotch. But uh, the they jumped in the pool? No, they were just in the lounge chairs. That's disgusting oh, if oh. they jump in the pool. Yeah, we, I better knock on wood, but we haven't had a had an issue with the the rats in the in the house uh but, but you know well back a few years back we had that raccoon i bet your lovely wife would explain it to you if she saw one in the house yeah. <laughs> i i i never forget i was eating at a a restaurant one time and was by myself and a rat ran across the, mm. the floor and uh, my family got upset about the rat being in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, he's, he's just cleaning up uh, what we drop on the floor. You hope. We're recycling. Yeah. No so right. that, how well that go? <laughs> or he's, or he's in they the, didn't go for it. Yeah. I, or he's in the kitchen. <laughs> hey. Working. <laughs> Right. Uh, 210-308-8867. It always, uh, uh, speaking of the, the rats, uh, um, his staff, uh, uh, Spider-Man's staff said it would be a lot easier if you didn't feed those birds. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they're eating? The rats are eating? Well, I, but we've got, a, you know, we've got kind of a strategy. I, I feed during the winter time. Mm-hmm. And then I, on most seeds, I just feed enough that it's going to be, the birds will eat it up by early afternoon. So yeah. you, you don't have, the uh, rats don't have access, or rodents don't have access to feed after the, uh, the light they is They're going to get hungry, Calvin. That's good. There's mm-hmm. nothing more dangerous than a hungry rat, isn't it, Milton? Or a hungry sparrow. <laughs> That's right, Jerry's sparrows. I'm keep. I'm going to keep ca- capturing them and shipping them over to Jerry. You haven't closed up your Martin houses yet, have you? Oh, absolutely. You've done that to the sparrows? Oh, yeah. Do they see them lighting on there and just kind of 
Just so looking at the clothes. A little tear in their eyes. Yeah. They can't get in. Well, they've uh, there was a well when they were moving in big, big flocks. Now they're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the apartments <laughs> to reopen. I think. <laughs> okay, it changes the subject a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I was looking through looking over Calvin's article yesterday. It was very good on trees. And uh, I looked at this week in the garden, and he talks about uh, it's a t- prime time to plant your winter vegetable garden. They've got some of the prettiest broccoli transplants I've ever seen, uh, and ready to go. And, and if, you, if you're looking for a productive vegetable, yeah, the, the uh, broccoli planted right now is hard to beat, Jerry. Yeah. Explain what happens. So how long is it before Thanksgiving? I think? Is it 60 days? Well. Or more? No, I don't think it's more. It's maybe 30, 45. 30 plus half, 45, 50, yeah, 50 yeah. days. I don't think you're uh, planting broccoli transplants. We, we say from transplant to harvest of that first big head is 60 days. But... Uh, it's the hot, hot temperatures may, uh, I don't know how long this hot's going to keep up, but uh, it the the broccoli that you plant now, the plants that you plant now, are going to produce a sweeter head uh, because of the cooler temperatures we're hopefully going to have a little bit later. And if you're one of those uh, cooks that likes the smaller heads of broccoli... Mm-hmm. You, you get acts. You can give a, give away those great big wonderful ones, I guess. But, <laughs> give them uh, away. But you can break uh, them but, up. But uh, after Thanksgiving, yeah, you you get uh, a bounty of those the smaller one. heads. Yeah, uh, uh, I uh, bet I bet the people that like those smaller ones are not the people that are harvesting those smaller ones, because it takes a little while longer to harvest a, a mess of uh, a small yeah. heads. But anyway, they they've got a lot of other good. I uh, got cabbage. I'm looking at cabbage out there, and I see a few of the uh, colorful lettuce out there, and three or four different kinds of kale. Yeah, and our collards, uh, Bru- Jerry's favorite Brussels sprouts. Oh, milk. goody! Yeah, he loves those Brussels if, sprouts. If and when you like Brussels sprouts, you've got to plant those now rather than wait to spring because they're a long maturing uh, vegetable and if you get them like like three or four months to mature sprouts and and if you get them in and the weather cooperates you'll have a long harvest season oh yeah Uh, beginning probably january if you plant them now well there's there was some nice cabbage out there too yeah i see it from there that's 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 a fa- uh, fast producer. It doesn't take as much space in the garden either. Yeah. Well, all Brussels sprouts is the cabbage that didn't make it. A mini, a mini cabbage? <laughs> and, in fact, once you cut the cabbage head, very few people leave them this long, but once you cut that main head of cabbage, if you leave them and, let, and continue, keep the worms off of them and everything, they will form... Rather large Brussels sprouts, because hmm. all of them are in the same family. Uh-huh. Every piece of 
of yeah. cabbage and broccoli and uh, collards he, and all that. He stuff. sounds so appreciative. Should we <laughs> should we rally everybody to bring them bring in those? Uh, no, oh, yeah, he sure wants them. Oh yeah. hell no! <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin uh, told me a while ago that he's having some. Uh, uh, Tennis ball size or golf ball size tomato? Yeah. Tennis, tennis, yeah, lots of golf ball size. Is that yeah. is that off of uh, uh, Tycoon? Tycoon. Uh, the red, the red snapper. Red snapper. <laughs> yeah, Tycoon. Kevin can't bring snapper. himself to call it that fish name. Celebrity. No. Celebrity's doing well. And then the, uh, uh, what was it? Was it uh, our... Last year's the the one with the number. Yeah, uh, that one is doing real well too. Good. Yeah, and well, has that, large fruit. That's always encouraging to hear that the uh, rodeo tomatoes are doing yeah. pretty good. And then of course our, I've harvested a few from each plant of the Ruby Crush <laughs> and the BHN 968. Yeah, that that'll keep coming. And they have not. Uh, Judy keeps asking me if any made it, and all I say is, no, I don't have any. Uh-oh, because you're eating them yeah. out in the garden. <laughs> I know you, Finch. <laughs> but what, the my, mo- mother, my mother always had learned that, so she went with me all the time to pick them herself. <laughs> yeah, I remember how you used to make your poor old mama go out and pick cherry tomatoes. I remember that. I don't think I, she minded no, no I don't she didn't. <laughs> but she, she was like a uh, kid when you take them to the pick your own. At the, they they'll eat, eat them, eat them, and you know, and it's not, it looks like they're going to eat them forever. <laughs> but of course, after about three or four peaches or toma- tomatoes, they yeah. say, "Well, maybe I don't need to eat them all right now." <laughs> they uh, they save a few for the house. Huh? But anyway, what the point I wanted to make on this week in the garden was the uh, last This Week in the Gardens segment says, fertilize the lawn to prepare it to tolerate winter cold and to prepare the grass for a green-up next spring. Okay? Now, the reason I'm pointing that out to people is because my buddy Neil Sperry Mm-hmm. Also mentioned fall fertilization. He said fertilize with a lawn, fertilize the lawn with all nitrogen fertilizer. High percentage of that nitrogen in slow release form. That's a spring recommendation, unless soil test instructs otherwise. Nobody does a soil test, okay? Uh, product may be labeled as winterizer, but it could very likely be the same analysis as your spring and summer food. No. 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 Calvin mentioned the main reason that we have uh, the winterizer fertilizer is to prepare the prepare the lawn to tolerate winter cold and to prepare the grass for a green up next spring. And the, the, now, the that that already... was the original that was the original research yeah. that pre, that created 
winterizer fertilizer. That, that lawn grass has already started that process by switching from a, a leafy gro- growth mode right. into a reorganizing mode. So there, if you can get that nitrogen and that other, those other uh, nutrients in place, yeah. then it can organize those nutrients for that cold tolerance and also for that fast green up in the spring. Yeah, and I, I would say probably in, from now on, you don't really need to be mowing. You don't really have to mow it like that. You had to mow it every week during the summer. And uh, it's been dry, very dry, Well, so uh, it's not growing that much. Yeah, my sustainable winter lawn, my rescue grass is not it's not re- coming re- yet. Not responding to a hundred degree and <laughs> no rain. And my horse herb is not either. It's it's up and it's blooming some, but uh, it's not not going going strong. Now another reason to use uh, winterizer fertilizer is because it's on sale. That's <laughs> good enough reason to to use it right there. Uh, it says Millburger Winterizer Lawn Fertilizer. Now, Neil doesn't like that winterizer label because the, the most of the I'd say all of, almost all of the winterizers have a uh, three-one-two ratio, which uh, comes across as an analysis of eighteen six twelve. The most important part of that is the 12, potassium. Uh, 18 is nitrogen, 6 is phosphorus, and 12 is potassium, which makes it a winterizer fertilizer. Now, if you try fertilize with an all-nitrogen fertilizer, you miss the whole point of having a winterizer fertilizer, so uh, you want you want to get one that has winterizer on it. It has a three one two or four one two uh, ratio, of which, uh, like I say here at Millburgers, is eighteen six twelve. Now, people say, well, I don't I don't know if phosphorus is that important or not. The uh, uh, I always go to the commercial producers when we come to a situation like this. I, I you know, I work closely with uh, uh, the Dixondale Farms, the on, onion producers, uh, and uh, they about I guess it was two years ago. Now time flies when you're having fun, but about two years ago. During a after after they had a hard freeze, uh, which would would devastate the onions, especially when they're young. I noticed that there were spots in the field, sections in the field, that uh, did not freeze, did not have any frost damage or freeze damage. And uh, that they investigated, and those spots were locations of where they had burnt a brush pile, which is mostly f- p- potassium. And they went from that from that data. They all they every year add potassium to their 
winter fertilizer crop. So uh, it's been proven in research, and it's been proven in uh, in the commercial fields. So uh, you want to? Uh, we'll have to have to get away from Neil's uh, recommendation on uh, winterizer fertilizer. Uh, for, uh, let's see, a 40-pound bag covers 72 square feet, which is regularly $24.99, Milton. Yeah. It's almost $25. Almost $25. But they, they're selling two for $40. Two bags for forty dollars. That's almost twenty dollars each. That's twenty dollars each. So that's a five dollar savings, basically. On each bag. Yeah. yeah. Terry didn't mention that this is this fertilizer is ideal for using in your uh, yeah. vegetable garden and in your flower garden all winter. Yeah, because right now I'm debating. I've got those zinnias that are <laughs> almost ready to bloom, and then they've got the wonderful. Uh, snapdragons and uh, alyssum and all those plants ready. And cyclum, huh? and cyclum, and they're going to have to <laughs> they're going to have to be fertilized, and that winterizer does a great job. And that the, that high nitrogen level that's important for those. Uh, oh yeah, the vegetables and for the uh, flowers. And immediate release, no slow release. Yeah, and that that is. Uh, uh, factor that uh, really indicates how much money you're saving because if you're if you're paying less for that that high nitrogen level, you, you're you're getting a good bargain to use on your fall vegetables and your uh, winter flowers. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven more of millburgers gardening south texas coming up live from millburgers landscaping and nursery 1604 on bull road on 930 a.m the answer well i saw long cheney walking with the queen and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. Hey, real quick before we get to the back to the phone line, so we've uh, want to make sure that you know about deck and patio care. This would be a great day to be out on the deck, enjoying the day, enjoying the uh, the nice, pretty uh, fall sun. Uh, not as cool as it's been in the past couple weekends, but still, you get the idea. It's gonna get better. Yeah, if that deck isn't what it's looking, look, isn't looking like it should, or how you want it to look, uh, or if you've got a new deck and you want to keep it looking new, you need to call the folks at Deck and Patio Care. Go to the website and check out these uh, great before and after pictures at deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and you can uh, call them and learn more at 210-822-9147. They do a Great job. Barry's been doing this since the mid-'80s, and he's now one of the biggest experts in San Antonio when it comes to deck and patio care. So 210-822-9147, or check them out, deckandpatiocare.com. Hunter is on the line at 210-308-8867. Excuse me. What's going on, Hunter? Yes. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago I called in. I live up by comfort. And I had questions about sumac and wee and y'all gave me all that heck about 
I'm growing weeds, so I have better better <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay. okay. Fly to Barbados in Bougainvillea. Okay. Uh, I typically are pruning them back. They've, they've all been in the ground over probably 15 years. And wow. I'm pruning them late February, into winter. And yeah. The part of Barbados are doing well. The Bougainvillea have not been putting out blooms the last couple of years. I mean, maybe only 20% of what they used to put out. Are they just yeah. getting old or like me? No. Are they dying or what? Is the, uh, first of all, you're cutting them back, and that uh, stimulates new growth. And uh, other, another thing is, do they happen to be in the shade? No, they're in bright sun. Now? No, they're doing great. They're huge. And uh, okay, the the plants are huge, but they're not not blooming. You be you being too you be, you being too nice to. <laughs> you must be watering it. Well, uh, my guy waters them probably well <laughs> twice a week. I feed them Medina. I mean, I haven't changed anything. They used to just. I mean, put out tons of blooms. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know if they're just dying, getting old, or they have a life. No, no. It's like they'll get, uh, we, well, we go from having plants that are perfect to uh, 12 years later, they'll, they'll say, well, yeah, I guess those trees did grow over the top. <laughs> or, uh, but they, and they, also that wa- watering, you know, they... One of the recommended management practices is to let them dry out, dry out yeah. suffer a little bit, and uh, don't you know? <laughs> don't brag on the amount of foliage you, <laughs> you're after the amount of flowers. Yeah, and right, uh, right. I uh, they they they're spectacular down in uh, in Mexico or in uh, around Mazatlan. I went down there one time. And as you flying as you flying in, uh, you see houses covered with blooming, spectacular bougainvillea. Uh, but the deal is, they they tell you, well, you're lucky you came during the rainy season, because uh, they 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 let them go dry during the dry season. And uh, okay. then when the rains come, they bloom. Okay. And uh, oh, so you've, right. got, you've got to neglect it. Now, the reason it started that is because uh, after several years, it's developed a, a massive root system that can uh, get every drop of water that uh, might be applied. Uh, so you might see see this happening on uh, rainy years, rainy springs. Right. But it gets it's basically it has to have or needs to have a dry period where it almost okay. wilts down. I'll I'll stress them a little bit like my wife does me. Uh, hey, you, you, you ought to see. Well, I hope they turn out better than you did. No. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a piece of work. Uh, you ought to see my uh, my sage right now. They're the blooms. They're dragging the ground. They're so beautiful. Is that right the Sinisa sage? Yes, Sinisa. 
Well, that's good. I don't know. Right. Right. Uh, now you're that getting rain. all technical on me. I don't know. They're just a beautiful lavender bloom, and they're just yeah, yeah. Full yeah we bloom. were we got excited about it because uh, they're, they're an indicator that it may rain. It was to some people. Yeah, to uh, Milton yeah. is our expert. To on some that. people, the old timers, as you like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But why is it blooming and we're not raining? It's coming. <laughs> oh, it's not supposed to be blooming and when it rains. Oh, okay. It knows there's rain. There coming. you go. There you yeah, go. I think yeah. Just you're not gonna you're not gonna hurt them by letting them dry out. So just gamble a little bit. The bougainvillea. Yeah, the stretch the the. I'll uh, do it, guys. Care. That that's why we re- usually recommend the people. If they're growing bougainvillea, grow them in large pots. And uh, that way you can dry the pot down easier than you can dry the soil, the massive root system down. I I have some in pots. I probably have 15 or 20 bougainvillea. Oh, uh, right. My one, you're correct, in the pots, they're doing great. But these have just, I mean, they're large and in a great spot bright all day sun but Good. they just haven't been putting out the bloom i'll let them drop i'll stress them and uh yeah, well, keep feeding them huh <laughs> yeah no no don't feed them okay just dry them down and, and make them suffer uh, oh. another th- <laughs> another thing you can do uh, i would try this on bougainvillea in the ground uh is to root prune them you can go around about uh Two feet, two or three feet out from the bougainvillea. Of course, you're up there in rocky soil, right? Where well, my, with, my with place stereo? I am, but I'm down on Joshua Creek, so I have better soil than most people do, but it's not Okay, great. good, good. Yeah. So uh, go take a shovel and dig as deep or sink it as deep as you can, about two feet out all the way around the plant. Okay. And that'll that'll oh. cut back on that large root system. All right. That's all good advice, fellas. I have all to right. run. Got about Thank a minute you. to break, guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. All right. Uh-oh. Hold on, Trace. You just, uh, Melton, do you schedule that so that when Trace shows up? No, it just seems that way. I feel terrible about it. Uh-oh. And that's <laughs> Okay. Well, just uh, we'll we'll let Trace do that, and then uh, we'll get him right after the news. We'll get caught up with what's going on with Trace. All right. Well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. It's two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Get some good calls in. So we encourage you to give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We also encourage you to come on over, Millburgers. Uh, you don't have to be on the air. Calvin's answered two or three questions <laughs> off the air, and so you can uh, about the butterfly. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, but we're going to take a, tra- a break, Trace. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay Got to get people caught up with the news in just a second. Anything real quick, or will you will you hang with us? Uh, no, I got to go take care of. No. <laughs> okay. Anything that you need to say before we go to break? Hello. Will you come back after? You, after? <laughs> I'll, you t- I'll try. Okay. Okay. All right. 
So we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. I'm sorry, Trace. 210 We miss you, Trace. 308-8867. Come back, Trace. That's right. It's like Shane, but different. All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM. This is, of course, and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons live here at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. Hopefully, Trace will come back up with us and talk with us again. Well, every time he comes, you I know. He, he comes. I mean, it's a, he, he almost, it's accidentally planned. He just, <laughs> I was yelling as he walked off, come back. I through. know. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, we were, we were talking about winterizer fertilizer. And uh, would you say now is the optimum time to do it? I think so, yeah. Uh, when we, 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 has, we talk about when is optimum and we kind of juggle a little bit, Jerry and I do, because of these weather yeah. switch, <laughs> fluctuations. It, yeah, it goes from... Uh, uh, 65 at night to uh, 100 degrees in the daytime, and so mm-hmm. you can you can kind of uh, you can take advantage of that, or you can uh, retreat a little bit because you want you want it to work, you want it to be efficient and uh, environmentally appropriate. Yeah, isn't it a good idea to let the grass get a little bit taller so that the grass can uptake the fertilizer nutrients? Is that, yeah. It's, uh, that's probably a. Uh, it certainly doesn't hurt anything. No. Yeah. Uh, but what you need, and I always say that you need, you need the plant translocating. You need it water transpiring water. Right. You need the roots taking water up and right. putting it into the air, and then they drag up those nutrients, and they're able to organize those nutrients in the water in yeah. the plant. Yeah. So. Uh, Keep that in mind. Now, we haven't mentioned <clears throat> the organic fertilization. Okay. And, Is that on uh, sale, too? Yes. Uh, it's regularly twenty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's almost 30 And uh, it's on sale, too, for $50. Okay. $25 piece. So, again, almost a $5 sale. Yeah, right. And uh, it's a 6-1-2 analysis, manure-free. It's manure-free. Some people don't like to put manure on their lawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and, and some of us do. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. clears throat> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Exceptional results on lawn, tree, lawn trees, shrubs. Vegetables and flowers. The bag covers uh, up to 3,000 square feet. Now, guess what it has in it, Melton? Microriza. Microriza. You love that so stuff. Only, only buy this and get this if you have a, 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 a cordoned off or protected area. To save so, the, so the little mycorrhiza won't get out of there, get in your house. Oh, you want them in the house. You want them everywhere. Oh, uh, do you? <laughs> see, now, keep in mind, now, Jerry, is this is the same guy that talks about those lo- lovely roaches. little gray sparrows and, uh, yeah. and cockroaches. Uh, uh, they're not nearly as bad as those mycorrhizas are. 
Hey, you uh, know what we haven't talked about, too, and sometimes <laughs> we do, I think in the fall, uh, putting a layer of uh, compost down on, yeah. the, on the yard or doing aeration. Is that the, is no, we used to do it in the spring. In the spring? Okay, February. I just couldn't remember. But, but I think we're getting more liberal in the uh, application. Yeah. Uh, if, if you know that's the, if you don't put it too deep, and you put the right materials down, it's yeah, compost and uh, a fourth to half an inch deep, thick. And what about aeration? Is it not uh, the time uh, to? Uh, aeration is always is good. You always know, good. Okay. Golf course, yeah. Golf courses, the man, they're they're aer- aerating constantly. And they have it's on sale too. One point five cubic feet bag. Covers 36 square feet. Oh, this is the organic fertilizer? Yeah. Okay. Re- organic compost. Oh, organic compost. Okay. Regularly nine nine nine. Almost $10. <laughs> On sale for six eight eight. Six eighty eight. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, of course, Malcolm Beck was the one that started all this uh, lawn dressing thing. And, uh... I asked him one time, what is the best time to put out lawn dressing? And he said, when does nature put out lawn dressing? It drops leaves in the fall. Yeah. So uh, his his idea was it's... Unless you're live oaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his idea was uh, the fall is the best time. So it can get incorporated and used by the spring. Yeah, and I think I think that's a stronger argument if you're in a, a climate that where the the seasons are more distinct. Right. Because when you look at our <laughs> like a, yeah. a typical neighborhood, and when our leaves fall, you know, we just just based on the phone calls we get. You know why are my leaves not falling yet? Or yeah. Why have they fallen? <laughs> so, so it's a, uh, so that has I think that's led to us realizing that uh, uh, organic material, uh, act, getting getting that and getting people to incorporate that into the root system of the lawn is really pretty valuable whenever you can do it. Speaking of leaf drop, I got a question in. I guess it was. It's Friday, last Friday. Said uh, he's from uh, zip code seven seven six zero six three. You look that up for me, Milton. All right, what is it again? Seven six zero six three. That is. I'm going to get it before Dennis sends you the email. <laughs> Uh, Mansfield, Grand Prairie, Texas. Grand Prairie, Texas. Is that up by Dallas? Cedar Hill, Duncanville. I'm looking around cities from. Um, That's not East Texas. Yeah, near Arlington. Oh, okay. Anyway. This this person writes in just south southeast of Fort Worth. <laughs> this this guy I got to be careful the way I answer this. Person. Yeah, I know because yeah, you, this you're, all, you're always so sensitive <laughs> and careful. <laughs> this guy is uh, his email his email address 
has ministries.com in it. Oh. That's... So he's got some he's got some powerful <laughs> friends. He said, "I have uh, two large vitex, well established, look like huge trees." That's right. Two weeks ago, uh, one of them, the larger one, suddenly started dropping its leaves. Vitex. It is practically bare now. Not the other one, which is on the other side of the driveway. It is not lacking water and looks healthy otherwise. It is alive. Maybe 12 years old. My landscape person couldn't see any issue. Just noticed two weeks ago that there was a weather change, but that doesn't account for only one tree to drop leaves. Any idea? Do I just wait and see how it does in the spring? Thanks. Corey. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you're, you're dealing with two different age trees. And uh, it's may not, it may not be unusual for a large vitex to, uh, to drop its leaves earlier than the young vitex. Uh, other than that, I don't know what would cause a vitex to drop leaves other than drought. Or soil, uh, especially soil by a driveway. You think of all the yeah. all the uh, different consistencies and mm-hmm. depths and compaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, vitex, we've, we've gotten so used to it. It's tough. Put, putting yeah. up with anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough tree. Uh but you, you know, there's a basic rule there, Jerry, that we have to keep working on. That people say, well, th- these two plants are the same species, right? And uh, they're not the same age, they're not the same size or anything, but <laughs> they should be performing exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but he he mentioned uh, that it is not lacking water and looks healthy otherwise so it's alive and uh, so i would suggest that uh him not worry about the leaf drop and see what it does uh see if it uh, comes out next uh, spring uh that's the only thing i can think of that would kill a vitex uh if it uh it, the idea that it drops all it le- its leaves or needles or whatever you want to call them uh, it indicates indicates to me that it's not uh, a uh, uh, cotton root rot because uh, trees dying from cotton root rot are uh, usually retain their leaves. Okay. And so uh, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Just uh, keep the faith. Is that meant to see through that faith in there? All right. Yo, nice. To, uh, to ministries.com. All right. And thank you for writing, and I hope things work out for you. 
right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Real quick, want to talk to you about Wild Birds Unlimited. If you are looking to bring nature to your yard, whether you want to enjoy it yourself, your children will enjoy it, your grandchildren will enjoy it, people who do it have uh, this experience for years. That's the cool thing is I didn't think about that till yesterday, but, you know, we've been talking about people that go over, visit Kyle and Bill over at Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military, and they've come in for years, and there's still stuff they're learning, but there's, uh, these guys uh, have been enjoying this. It's rare that you have a hobby like this that you can enjoy for all that time, and they make it possible at Wild Birds Unlimited. Give them a call and learn more. They have curbside as well as uh, uh, in-shop storing at 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Trace is back with us. 210. Yeah, I timed it right. You timed it right, yeah. What's going on, Trace? Anything else exciting? You've been busy. It's almost like April around here. Yeah, it does. It's, it's actually it's what it kind of reminds me of. And he said, you said you have grass? I do. And I, I, thought, I thought it rained in Houston over around that area. Maybe 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 it missed Bay we buy, City. We buy well, we buy from different areas. Oh. So uh, yes, a lot comes from the Bay City area, but we we always want to be in stocking grass. So we have different people we buy from than other places. So nowadays, very seldom when it rains, uh, we still can't get grass from. Or we can still get grass from one place or another. Maybe variety type differences. Yeah. But uh, that's great. We, we can almost all. I think there's only been like two times, three times this year that we couldn't get grass from everybody. Yeah, that's great. And uh, this is this is a good time to put down the grass or lay the grass. So it like well, like we say with our shade tree and our uh, foundation and landscape shrubs, it gives a, gives the uh, grass a time to uh, be uh, get established. Before our hard, harsh winters, winter, winter, winter so. Well, we need to, and we need to remind people. There's a general. We had somebody that had just laid down sod, and he said, "Should I have rolled that?" Oh Lord! Yeah, you know, he better he was, roll it. He was noticing, and that—that's one of the keys. And in fact, I think Milberters helps you make that possible. Now, do they? No, not used anymore. to. No, uh, we do not rent rollers. But they tore them up, didn't they? Uh, People tore them up. When I first got here, there was one roller left, <laughs> and I don't think it rolled anymore. Oh lord! <laughs> so, but it's worth it to get a, get one from a rental place or wherever you got to yeah. get it, because that really makes it. Make, it a difference. You got to get the air pockets out. Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if you don't, the second you start weaning back on your watering, you get those dead spots. So. Whenever you, whenever you look at a big area that's been laid and every fourth or fifth piece is dead, they didn't get air, the air pockets out. Yeah. And dancing on it, stomping on it, that didn't cut it. <laughs> yeah, that that rolling is. And the neat thing about rolling. But you didn't see how this guy danced. <laughs> he was a good dancer. Is that right? I, I already saw that guy. <laughs> the... Uh, the neat thing about the rollers is they're they're very light, uh, so you can put them in the trunk of your car, and uh, then when you get them out of the trunk, you fill them full of water. They got a cork in the roller, and you fill them full of water, which gives you the weight to uh, 
to, to uh, level the grass or smash the grass. And then the water doesn't go to waste. You can put it Yeah. Up. Well, what, what I find is, if, you know, no matter how close you can put those pieces of grass, there's still a little gap. Right. And then when you roll it, those little edges, like, tuck down in, and, and it doesn't, it's not as noticeable. Right. That's cool. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, I know I, when I was laying grass in my yard, I noticed that uh, I like to lay the grass and then put a little moisture on it and not get it wet, but just have it moist. So it'll uh, it'll flatten better, and get that se- uh, soil uh, seeds, the root soil. My little my little West Island Terrier likes to do that too. Does it really? In, in, my, in my mind, it's it's a more than one person project. As somebody's laying, somebody ought to be watering. There you go. Okay. And remember that when when people say, "Well, I put down some sod and it died." Remember, they grew sod on the parking lot up here for the for the practice field for the they did cowboy. Was it cowboys? cowboys? Yep, it was. Well, years. It's been several years. But, now, uh, now those were in huge rolls, so there wasn't all the the, the, the edges involved yeah. in that. But yeah, they they were successful for the well, entire practice. Time. Yeah, oh, they emphasized the the key there was just water. Yeah, water. As long as you kept that water, and of course a, a minimum amount of cushion or soil for mm-hmm. the reservoir. Yeah, which is what we have in most of our lawns in San, around San Antonio. But, but the other the other thing is, uh, I don't know, Trace, you you got more experience with this than I in recent years, but that putting sod down is, is something you should plan for it's just like that roller we talked yeah, you need about. to be prepared so yeah. you you do all your soil prep and pray it don't rain uh before you order your grass or at least time to fig to be done when you're doing it you don't last thing you want is to get the grass and not be ready to lay it because the, right. the longer it stays on a pallet the yellower it gets because mm. it builds up heat yeah it composts oh wow so, funny you say that. We, we, we've had customers that don't read the fine print on our tickets, and they think, "Oh, well, it's 100 degrees. Let me just water this pallet, uh, and I'll work on it no. tomorrow." <laughs> tomorrow rolls around, and the whole center of that pallet's gotten so hot and composted that the grass almost. Oh looks, yeah, uh, it's a compost pile. Yeah, it's a compost pile. Uh, and also, this this is something that a family needs to do together. Because I guarantee you, if you got kid, teenage kids or even younger, when you have them lay the sod, help, help them put the pieces in the ground lawn, it's a it's a it's a uh, experience that they will never forget. Well, they'll appreciate. Have they ever? Re- <laughs> uh, have your kids ever returned home after? That no. My da- my da- youngest daughter is uh, fifty years old, and she can tell you about our grass laying experience like it was yesterday. Oh, that's sweet. So she's never forgotten the joy. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the tone of her voice is yeah. not sweet, Milo. Oh. So just so everybody understands, it's very labor intensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've the done a- it too. It's- the average person, after one pallet, they're ready to sit down, drink a beer, and not get back up again. Best sleep I ever got was well, after doing a days of uh, trying to lay sod. And- uh, plus, plus, we're talking about a hundred degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a few days. Well, it's going to be cooler later. I fell asleep at ten. I didn't remember anything until late. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking that was typical for you. Man. No, I'm usually a light sleeper, so this was like zonk. And <laughs> well, I had I had my my sod on the back of the truck. I had a pallet in the back of the truck. So uh, my girls uh, would uh, would be on the ground. And so I would throw them sod pieces and try to hit the areas that they want to put it in. I thought he was going to say he tried to hit them. So, so, uh, <laughs> that comes later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, try, all they would have to do is to arrange it, you know, to put it in the checkerboard side. Shame on you for Shame. checkerboarding. <laughs> but we, it, we don't accept that practice anymore. Oh, okay. We don't? Why uh-huh. not? Well... Because when you mow, what happens? You're going to chatter your teeth something fierce because your soil lines don't match up. Oh. And then every weed in the world invades those little gaps. Oh, yeah. You're going to kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. A, it's like a roller coaster with your uh, with your lawnmower. Yeah. But anyway, I got bored after a while, hour or two, throwing that grass up. So I. Accidentally, I'm sure it was accidentally, mm-hmm. hit hit my girls with the sod, a, a piece of sod. Yeah. So there's probably some child labor laws. <laughs> I was thinking, yes. Some CPS charges. And they were wearing might sh- be coming. And they were wearing shorts and uh, a small sweater, which tended to uh, get that dirt all in. <laughs> All in their shorts and all of them, and they went screaming to the house. That was the last time they helped you, wasn't it? Yep. They don't learn real fast. But anyway, this is a good time to do the sod, just like it's a good time to do the... uh, uh, Everything, you've got everything on sale... The, to land that people can landscape a house with, uh, yeah, and, and you yeah. Got shrubs. And Everything sh- on that ad was planned. That's was it. Yeah, you well, did good. Compost, mm-hmm. fertilizer. Yeah, that's uh, shade trees. Yeah. Let's speculate trees, a little bit. Foundation shrubs. It's too. It's too hot to do uh, uh, pre-emergent the next few days. But what do you think about uh, the the Dimension to use uh, as, it, uh, as it cools down a little bit where we got because we've got the germination is really well, stopped on I, the weeds. I just sold some for a lady that had sticker burrs, and I told her that under normal circumstances she missed the, the proper window, but she'd still do it anyway. And then we talked about the weather, and that stopped some of the seeds from germinating. So, needless to say, she bought some dimension so that she could uh, halt her sticker burr pro- progress. So there's a bit of a gamble there as long as you're willing. You review that uh, uh, label, and then you, you confer with somebody like uh, Trace. And uh, I, I think I agree, and Jerry, you agree that it is, 
there's a opening there where you can mm-hmm. still get some yeah. use from the well, pre-emergent. In, in my mind, there's never a wrong time to use a pre-emergent. There's optimum windows. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much any time of the year, there's always going to be something blowing in and germinating. But if you want to grow your SWTs, Sustainable winter turfs. <laughs> Calvin came up with that initially. So anyway. In other words, if you like Poana, uh, and, skip uh, your fall one for sure. And, and winter, a bluegrass. That's Poana. This is the only kind of time I can get bluegrass to grow in my yard. Well, rescue grass started and then retreated with the heat. <laughs> But it'll be back. I mean, it'll be coming. But who, with a vengeance? Who amongst us doesn't want bluegrass in their life? I, I, I can't rest, imagine. Calvin is raising his hand. So well, there's you two what? philosophies. There's I'll people take rescue that, grass. That, oh, that when you mow it, if it's green, it's okay. Yeah, there, there you go. And then there's people that don't want anything different than whatever they're normally trying to grow. No. So, right. <laughs> Evelyn is listening to you saying, <laughs> "Preach it, brother." <laughs> but that, but that—that's the dilemma we're facing now. You know, this 12, 12 years, your lawn has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. But you've got trees that have grown large and filled in. You've got more shade than you had before. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, a, a differing situation. So you use SWTs. That's right, and you, that's one of the options. <laughs> Right. And, you, and it reduces the amount of water you need to use. So why is Trey shaking his head? I, I'm just thinking about the lady yesterday wanted wildflowers, and I guess y'all told her to over, over but she wanted the ground cover. Yeah. Uh, so y'all convinced her to do horse herb. Did uh, we? Well, I think you did. Calvin talked to her. Okay. All right. Hey, we need Good to for take you, a break. Calvin. What was that? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, on wildflowers. She, she, yeah. wanted, she wanted a ground cover that wouldn't compete with her doing wildflower seed. There so, you go. So I figured the. I figured it was y'all. Uh, SWT. The, hor- the horse herb's going to die down. Let the, the sun come in, make the wildflowers germinate. Uh, probably come up, do some of the blooming before yeah. the horse herb takes off again. Right. And she, and she was a, she's a good gardener, so it was. Uh, she understood that there was a bit of a gamble in this whole process. Yeah. But I only had one to sell her. That was the only yeah. one plant. One plant. Oh but, my goodness. But you know, one is worth a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> the- <laughs> Hey, we've got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett on the porch with us. I'm Elton Lick. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Outside of San Antonio, it's toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. Currently it is, let me double-check that temperature. 92. Okay. I think I still have 91. Still at 91? Good. right? Okay. Good. Yep. Now 91. At 2 o'clock, it'll be 94. Mm -hmm. Boom. Maybe it's not going to break the record. It looks like high today. Well, it says high today is 96. No, it's not going to break the record. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mine uh, says 93 degrees. Oh, does it really? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it says it's still going to get up to, by 4 p.m., get up to 97. Yeah. 
uh, citrus is still on sale, and people are still buying them. There, it's it's on sale. Uh, three, three, uh, number three, excuse me, three gallon. Regularly forty four ninety nine, on sale for thirty eight eighty eight. In great selections, and uh, I had. Uh, when I got here this this evening, I had had me a satsuma waiting. That's right. From uh, uh, Mary. Uh, yeah, one of the employees here. And uh, mine are still green. Uh, she 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 said hers was a okitsu, and I've got a kitsu that's still green. And uh, so uh, they. They're, they're getting bigger. They're swelling. And I mentioned yesterday to keep them well watered while their fruit is swelling. Especially when it's 98 degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, they'll, they'll be, and even the lady that uh, brought us this Satsuma said, well, uh, she likes to wait until uh, November, December because they're sweeter. Yeah. The problem, I always say, use them when you can. Yeah. Because you always end up with a lot. A bushel basket full. <laughs> and say, I wish I had used the ten yeah. of them before. Uh, the other thing is uh, the limes, uh, Mexican lime and uh, Meyer lemon are ripened too. Good. Yes. Oh, and I got a citrus question here. Somebody uh, emailed me. Oh no! I have to see if that woman emailed me the picture of that weird tree that nobody, nobody. Oh no! Did, did nope? No, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. sent it. Mm-hmm. Okay, she said, Milton, I bought two new citrus trees, and forgive me, Doctor Parsons, I don't live in San Antonio. Oh, okay. The Persian lime and the red navel will be repotted into slightly larger pots. The soil mix will have some fertilizer. Should I hold off on the copious amounts until of osmocote until spring? Yes. They will be put into 25-gallon pots in the spring. I know they are frost-susceptible. Uh, will they be placed under a Christmas tree light and frost blanket for the winter? They will be placed under a Christmas tree light <laughs> yes. and frost blanket. Thanks for your wonderful show and advice, Susan. And uh, where she lived, did she say? No, she didn't say where she lived. She's it. out of San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, you. You don't want to fertilize them anymore this year. Okay. Because uh, you don't want to have, want them flushing growth in the middle of our winters. Yeah, that all that transpiration and things we talked about with the lawn. Yeah. You don't want the <laughs> citrus doing that right now. Yeah, and uh, what you you want to get give them that copious amounts of uh, osmocote plus. In the in the spring, in early spring. Now here, uh, we do it in uh, February and March. Kind of that's, I guess that's pretty close to when we do our fertilization, folks. In March, isn't it? Uh, our lawn is lawn. May one. Oh, okay. Well, or, that's early. Of course, everybody gets cold, cold feet. They want to do it. <laughs> so April fifteenth, May yeah. one. But uh, to get it on in February and March uh, before they put on their spring flush of growth and their bloom and uh, and they'll set fruit. So you need they need to have nutrients available. 
Now, those people in containers should also use Osmocote plus uh, in, uh, in copious amounts in those containers. Uh, the big, the biggest mistake people make when they get and look how dark green this beautiful citrus is here, mm-hmm. and you want to keep it that way. Okay. And so uh, you need to fertilize it with Osmocote slow release fertilizer in the spring, whether it's in a container or in the ground. And Calvin has seen some results from using uh, water-soluble fertilizer like Mir- uh, Rap- miracle Grow and 20-20-20. Or if you want to do has to grow, you can do that. What about what do you put it every week or every two weeks? Every two weeks for a while, and then I would switch to once a month. Seems to okay. if, you, if you got a big enough container and uh, you got enough. Uh, Mirror, yeah. uh, enough of our yeah, copious amounts of osmocote. <laughs> yeah, and that kept it green. Yeah. Now, mine, <clears throat> right now, I wish I, some of them I had used more. Yeah. Because they're a little off, they're off green, but I, yeah, I, that don't, o- I don't dare. Do that osmocote only lasts three months, and maybe faster if it's extremely hot, because it's a heat-related or temperature-related product. certainly been hot. Yeah, it's been hot. Uh, But anyway, we also have uh, uh, shade tree specials. Mm -hmm. And that's what Calvin's article was about in yesterday's paper. And uh, about the, uh, his, I guess his recommended trees for this area. And I always get something out of reading Calvin's article. That's nice. Right. And I I was reading through and <laughs> uh, where he discusses the Texas red oak is like a live oak in size, attractive shape, and drought tolerant. It's one of my favorite trees. I got one in the backyard. It is different in its faster growth rate and that it is a deciduous tree, meaning it loses its leaves every winter. Um, Let's see, where is that? (laughs) It says, uh, depending on the soil, it's, it's not unusual for the Texas red oak to grow six feet of growth each year. Now, that's that's true. Mine, for, for, mine was planted in solid stone. <laughs> for, for a few years. You wouldn't expect it for 23 years. Yeah, I don't know. Mine, <laughs> mine's up there big. The, I planted it away from power lines like, I, like we were instructed to do. And uh, they've had to cut it out of the power line. I planted it 50 feet from the nearest power lines. Wow overhead and uh, they've had to cut it out of the power lines two or three times okay Texas red oaks are also susceptible to oak wilt through wounds but what I didn't know Calvin Rice they're not susceptible through the roots like live oaks is that right hmm well, that that that's the key with. So you mean you could you could go into the hill country where the 
live oaks have been decimated by uh, oak wilt and plant a red oak in the middle of the area where it would get in contact with the roots and it wouldn't kill it as long as you didn't get a wound on it that that back that uh, spores could get in. Yeah, in fact, they used to they used to celebrate the fact, you know that that five percent of the red oaks right. were affected because each individual tree had to be affected. Mm-hmm. Not there was no root uh, connection. They didn't they didn't uh, automatically connect like the live oaks did. Okay. Well, I, I either I had forgotten that, or either I had forgotten that. But you don't remember which one, right? <laughs> well, the, <laughs> right. the other thing that's different than when you and I were really into the the, the oak wilt issue. As oak, it was known as oak decline. Well, even before, after that, <laughs> well, now they talk about the white oaks being susceptible. You know, we used to say. Oh. We, we we used to say you could grow bur oak, chinkapins. Yeah. Uh, lacy oaks in a Monterey. In a Monterey, yeah, you would not uh, uh, be susceptible. I still. We need a we need a discussion with Mark Peterson about that because I. I take it they must in the laboratory they must be susceptible to it, and maybe there's a, there's a few examples out in nature that have actually occurred. But uh, still, generally you're much safer with uh, uh, white oak. Yeah. Did you see uh, any research done on that, or I did not uh, see that. I just no uh, it was just brought it was just brought up, uh, and I asked Mark. Peterson about it one time, but we never got that to pursue it. Okay. So, Mel, well, put that in the back of our little list. So <laughs> well, next time we get Mark? access to Mark. <laughs> okay. Call <laughs> us, Mark. Mark listens. Well, he yells at the radio. Didn't, we, didn't you guys interview uh, uh, our, uh, our live oak, oak, oak expert? I don't think so. It's been a while. Yeah. Or maybe it was in a, maybe it was in one of those. Uh, maybe web- I forgot. Webinars. It could be. Webinars. You forgot about that. You forgot about the other one. <laughs> my 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 disrespectful son oh. makes fun of me because I can watch the same movie a week after I watched it the first time and still enjoy it and not remember it. Well, or maybe you just enjoy different parts of it. <laughs> Maybe you're just so focused on yeah. that one thing that you you miss something. He gives me hell about it. I'm trying. Well, to help you me. tell him. <laughs> tell him in the case of my library, it allows me not. I don't have to buy new books. There you go. I just start on the <laughs> end again. You know, I just yeah. read them. <laughs> That's what my son-in-law's uh, mother always says. She's from uh, Washington State. And she said, uh, if she comes down with Alzheimer's, just give her a good book. And uh, she'll just keep reading it over and over and forgetting that she read it over and over. But lots of people read books more than once. Oh, yeah. And watch movies more. Absolutely. I don't think you should be making fun of me, Milton. I don't think you should, but you're going to forget about that by the time the show's over. Well, that's true. So. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Forgive and give or whatever. 
All right. Hey, we need to take a break. Are we at a breaking? Uh, yeah. Break, yeah. Are we at a breaking point? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a I break. Why did well. that ever stop? That never, never stopped you in the past. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm just asking. I want him to He's finish. He's feeling sorry for me. Yeah. All right. So we need to take a break. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Still plenty of time. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. If you hear suspicious noises around your house and don't know what they are, they may be just little uh, animals. It may be something like a, a car or a truck delivering something, or it may be something serious. And the folks at BSG can help you set up a system that can identify the different things that are coming to your house. Uh, if uh, you are worried that... Um, that you maybe have someone coming in to your backyard at night or when you're gone away. Builder Systems Group can help you with that. Go to bsgtexas.com and learn all about their great security, uh, the systems that they have. You can learn about all the conveniences they do, too, uh, when creating that smart home for you. And I'm going to talk to Jim, so I'll have more details for you on what that smart home can do. But every time we talk to them, it's something different, and it's amazing all the things that they can do. If you go... um, you go out to the, the hill country, and you're just uh, spending the day, and you know, but you don't want the AC on because it's hot today. But you do want it on when you get home with your phone. As soon as you can hit that 1604, take it on your phone, tap it on there, and it's your AC turns on, and that can be for any appliance. You can have coffee brewing when you get back to the house. Uh, Bill will tell you all about that, or Jim will tell you all about that. BSG, yes, there you go. See how nice will that be, Calvin? <laughs> All right, so uh, bsgtexas.com, uh, great prices, outstanding um, uh, service, outstanding uh, equipment, bsgtexas.com. Really, go check it out and learn more about that. They've got some specials going on right now, so you've been thinking about it. Now's the time to go to bsgtexas.com or call them, 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. We're going to have to have Jim on. Uh, and talk about Jim's also a gardener, and he's he's uh, oh good his neighborhood association. He creates videos for stuff. Does he? Yeah, he's a. Uh, now you're gonna ask him about my videos of the dog pooping on the yeah. You want to be able to post them online? Is that right? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> prove it to the neighbors that yes. it's their dog pee we'll pooping him, on the yard. We'll let him yard. tell you. I think that may be one of his stories. Is that right? I think it may have affected him personally. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he wants to share that. But yeah, you know it's a. <laughs> That's the neat thing about having the video. I think that some of the cool stuff are the conveniences, like the little latches that you can, uh, not the latches, the little, um, oh, what do you call them, the stickers that you can put on your car, mailbox, yeah, um, that are weatherproof, the gates. So the gates, like for security, the mail, I guess, if you want to see if somebody's going in your mailbox at night, yeah. you can see that. But also, you know when the mail's there because your phone tells you. It's been open, it's been closed, boom. Uh, if somebody's going to try to break into your car, they not steal the car, but just to steal something out of it. Yeah. And the alarm doesn't go off. Well, you'll get an alert on that, and it'll turn two alarms on. Can he trib- uh, got a system to trigger a uh, rifle? 
Uh, so if uh, somebody breaking in your car, you can shoot them, or uh, so dog pooping on their lawn, <laughs> I don't think you can you shoot them. You, how are your neighbor relations, uh, Jerry? <laughs> Do we need to talk about this? Uh, uh, you seem to have very uh, well. You know, Jerry, in, in Texas, if they come in your yard, you have angry. They're, they're, they're relationships with their neighbors. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry has, uh, he's in a neighborhood association all by himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your neighbor does not have the lawn cut to the proper length, we'll shoot you. <laughs> it's Jerry's Homeowners Association. We're tough. It's those Western movies I'm watching. Is that it? Them. Again and again? Yeah. <laughs> Which movies are you watching that you like? Oh, Hang 'em High and yeah. Good, Bad, and Ugly. And, uh, a lot of Clint Eastwood. The Clint Eastwood stuff. Okay. No John Wayne? No No John Wayne. No shoot anybody? Or the Cowboys? And Roy Rogers, they wouldn't shoot anybody. I don't know that John Wayne didn't shoot anybody. <laughs> Cowboy? well, Roy, Roy Rogers didn't. No, I know. He shot, I think they shot Gene, he was such a good shot he didn't have to. Yeah, Gene Autry and yeah. Annie Oakley. Didn't shoot anybody. All right. What are you doing? Uh, are you playing your guitar? You're playing Gene, your... all he had to do is yeah. play his music. <laughs> See, I can remember. Is there a good gardening western? <laughs> no. Okay. Right, Plant them deep. I can remember all Plenty those old westerns that I watched when I was 12 years old. Yeah. But not uh, the new westerns. Was there TV back then? Yeah, yeah a cup, black and white. Oh. Yeah. Our yeah. first TV was black and white. Actually, I remember, yeah, Howdy Doody was. Yeah, there you go. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> and we still got the cabinet that the TV tube was in. Hmm. And uh, my brother made a uh, filing cabinet out of it. Oh, that's a, you should have beautiful. Made a, you could have made an aquarium out of it. That'd be yeah, beautiful. yeah. It's, it's mahogany. Ooh, that'd be it's nice. Beautiful. But, yeah, I think we need to have a gardening western. <laughs> Plant them deep. Platinum yeah. deep. <laughs> that could be applied in several. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Clint Eastwood stars in Plantum Deep. <laughs> the gardener that didn't take any gruff. He would plant them deep. Okay. They're planting radishes. They don't. They don't cotton the radishes in this part of the country. <laughs> really, bad guys. Our collars. That's right. Plantum Deep, starring Clint Eastwood. That'd be a great movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, dig and divide spring-blooming perennials, such as iris, daylilies, coneflowers, gloriosa daisies, and others. Basically, the ones that you divide at this time of the year are the ones that bloom in the spring. Okay. Now, I was at a lady's garden in Kerrville this week, and she had an iris full bloom, bearded iris. Oh. Great big. She she's a, had some old-fashioned irises. Is it early? From her mother and grandmother. And uh, that stupid thing was in full bloom. When I, do they I normally bloom? The spring. Oh, in the spring. Maybe Joe's right. Maybe we're going to have wacky April, weather. May. That's yeah. what Johnson City Joe's. Beautiful flower. It was weather. a beautiful flower. Um, hey, and sorry. You can plant daffodils and grape hyacinths as soon as you buy them. And uh, tulips and Dutch hyacinths must go in the refrigerator for at least 45 days at 45 degrees. Plant them between December 15th and 31st. In other words, the end of December. Remember, we always used to do January. Stocks 
and I was regretful that I only planted the few stocks last year because they, the fragrance, maybe you brought them up, was so nice. Or when do we normally start getting stocks at the nursery? We have the Snapdragons. Is that, is that... Uh, any time now? Yeah, it'd be later. Yeah, because it takes them. Oh, I think we're yeah we're rushing the season a bit on Snapdragon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are those and something pansies, you can, yeah. can you plant those by seed, or is it too late to plant those by seed now? Uh, pretty late. Yeah. Oh, they're they're slow growing. Yeah. I tried a few years ago, and uh, I really they're not easy to get them to Germany. You're right. And the, the heat, grower, the, even the, the professional heat. growers have trouble with. Them. Oh yeah. wow, really? Okay. But uh, the transplants are easy, to, of course, easy to grow, and they should be ready in but a short while. I've had like two planting regrets since for the past year. One was not to plant more stocks, and one was not to plant more vincas. Yeah. Because well, they'll are, be back next year. The vincas the are the kind of taking it on the chin right now. Are they? Oh. I'm trying to figure it out if it's the. Uh, 55 degrees at night, or if the uh, the squirrels digging in the that's what it is in the in the, the uh, vincas, containers. Do you they, want to know the weather for this week? They usually do beautifully in the uh, up to winter. It's 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 trending cooler this week. High today near 100. <laughs> Tonight low around 69, but high tomorrow mm-hmm. near 94. Not great, but still lower. Yeah. Uh, low around 66. High on Tuesday, 92. See what's happening there? Low around 67. Then it shoots back up one degree. High near 93 on Wednesday. No moisture. No moisture. I got a 10% chance of showers on two, Thursday night with a low around 63. And then there must be a little cool front that comes in. And the high on Friday is near 75. Wow. That's not Friday night. That's Friday with a low around 56 for Friday night. Yeah, we'll have to wear our coats next weekend. We might. The high is near 81. <laughs> so. uh, and now, with those temperatures, mm-hmm. keep in mind, listen to those temperatures when he reads them. Okay. Because the night temperature is always very cool. Right. And the, like in a desert. And the daytime temperature can be 100. And the tomatoes are still set fruit. Okay. Tomatoes and peppers are still set fruit, as long as those night temperatures are cool. All right. All right, got about a couple minutes. What else we got? Okay, we got, uh, they got some beautiful, uh, of course, they got pansies now. And they've got some beautiful and large ornamental cabbage and kale. Uh, When we talk about uh, things for shade. Yeah. Uh, the the pick the pickings are kind of slim, as they used to say, and uh, uh, of course you can use a cyclamen, but uh, if you really want to plant something in deep shade, plant you some cabbage, ornamental cabbage, and kale, and get use get the biggest plants that you can find, and you can plant them as deep as you want to. Uh, you know, beyond the pot that they're growing in, and uh, and keep them well fertilized, and they'll they'll put on a show for you all winter, and they'll also put on a show for you in the spring. Calvin, do you remember what your article is next week? 
Yes, it's uh, bird feeding. Okay, so yeah. people can look for that. I bet he's got something on sparrows. And oh, I'm sure he would. I, do, I actually do, and then also there you go, Calvin. Good man. On the Cooper's hawks. Cooper's hawks yeah. are uh, are getting uh, bolder and bolder in the neighborhood. <laughs> so it's an interesting situation. They're after the sparrows, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> not just sparrows, but uh, even lizards and things. Oh yeah. Lord. So you got Jerry to like low flying bird, low flying the low flying birds and the the frozen plants, and Jerry got you to maybe to appreciate sparrows. We're going to say goodbye for today. Got to go on behalf of the docs. Thanks to Al back at the station doing a great job getting all your calls on the air, and thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you next week on the Answer.